Suki, a podcast <laughs> about <laughs> books. <laughs> uh, one specific <laughs> book, and it's got lots of books inside of it to scare you and me together. <laughs> remember when that was badass? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember Never forget. hearing that on the radio and thinking, like, this is like if South Park was music. <laughs> 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 That's real good. <laughs> if uh, are the Living End like a particularly Australian band, they did try and enter into the US market, but I don't think they made it very far. Well, well if it's hard not- to get a double bass on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Luke is going to be a good one this episode, <laughs> unless he runs out after two. <laughs> I know yeah, that. If you're from overseas, look up the Living End, specifically that song, Prisoner of Society. There was some other bangers though. Yeah, Prisoner of Society. They were cool though. for a that while. Was, oh man, that was. Hot that was song. their first big one, mm. and um, here comes a big one from us. It's too spooky. <laughs> the podcast about a book <laughs> that is called Mysteries of the Unexplained. Each week, myself, Adam Knox, myself, Peter Jones, and me, Luca Muller. We go through it. We read four stories from the book, and then we have a fifth one that is submitted by you, the listener. So if you happen to be listening right now, and I know for a fucking fact that you are, <laughs> then send us a spooky story or something that happened to you or like a urban legend that you've heard about that we haven't talked about here. Whatever it is, doesn't really matter. Send it in. Huge we'll shout out to it. any uh, listeners who have a copy of the book. Oh, yeah. yeah there's been a few of them. A few people sending yeah. in photos of them with it's the very book. exciting. <laughs> Different editions too. Like there, yeah. yeah. my mum found a copy uh, from 1986. There was a revised edition. Oh, I had a look later. through. Seems very similar. I don't know what. Cha- I could not two find two any copies changes in your family. Yeah, my, she got it from an op shop. My mum's always on the lookout. She said if Adam or Luca want their own copy, I'm like, I think they're okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually don't have any books in my house as a deliberate rule so that no one ever fucks me. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> Yeah, constantly bringing people back and disappointing them. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, do you see any books around? No? Up. Oh, guess you better go home then. You wasted your time. <laughs> Here's uh, sort of like a book. It's a phone book. <laughs> one three one double I got a yellow caps. pages the other day. Really? Yeah. yeah, they sent us a bunch of yellow pages, and it was so small. Yeah, it must have been fun throwing that in the bin. <laughs> I haven't bothered to do it yet. Where is it? It's uh, towards the near the front door. Maybe then we should do one of them for the. Oh, <laughs> what about that as what a about podcast? This business. <laughs> <laughs> we just riff around business. Pull them all up. <laughs> it's called Yellow Pages, and then we just riff on the book. Or, or the like Very Happy Janet, or something like that. It'd be like a, that was for Yellow Pages, right? That ad. Yeah, not, not happy, Jan. happy Jan. Not Happy Jan. Not full Janet. What about not happy pod? Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> and then it's us three and we read the yellow pages and then we call them. What about like yeah, what's each your... week we interview a, di- <laughs> a different business that's <laughs> still in the yellow pages? Because <laughs> every time they're just like, oh, so you don't want a mower? All right. <laughs> See you later. Every time we have to explain to them what a podcast is. Obviously, businesses that have no idea about the internet. No. So. <laughs> Wait, so you're recording me over my landline phone? Is this Marty Sheargold? <laughs> <laughs> I think the secret sound is a cupboard closing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the, the people still use the yellow pages listening to commercial radio in their workplace. Just the worst businesses. <laughs> we fix glass. <laughs> what do you want from us? Mate, fucking hang up or I'm going to a current affair. <laughs> <laughs>
So this week, uh, the A's. <laughs> yeah. One time I saw it, I was walking and I saw that, yeah, a yellow pages and a white pages had been delivered to someone's front door. Mm. And the guy, he was just getting home and he just picked them up from his front step and put them straight in the bin. <laughs> and I thought, hell yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I just remembered the white page. <laughs> What's I mean, in there? Just everyone. Everyone's name and address. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to find out where somebody was or what oh, yeah, their number was right. or what you their name was. Just alphabetically. You had to yeah. go through. Like you were like, I've got to call my friend Tim. I have to know Tim's surname, which I do. And his parents' initials. But what's his parents' initials? <laughs> And then you go through every mom. What's Tim's dad's name again? <laughs> every Musgrave in the Quakers Hill area, and you're like, "Well, I hope it's this one." Yeah. <laughs> and you, you call, call five, and they'd be like, "I guess he's unlisted," which means he's essentially dead. <laughs> he's a spy. <laughs> oh, those were the days. every name. Oh, that's so good. Remember, we were the only Muller in our phone book. It was awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah. would be good. Yeah, that was it. You get the yellow white pages and you look up your own name. Yeah. <laughs> and Checking you're like, I don't know which like... Jones we are, but we're in here. <laughs> yeah, Jones is fucked. No <laughs> one ever would have called you. No, they called all the time. No. <laughs> it was always the wrong number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that Peter Jones? Yeah, but not. <laughs> There's like 50 others. It's not the one you want. And also, I'm a child kind of. <laughs> Please hang up. Okay, so this first story from the book <laughs> is from the section of The Unquiet Sky. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Rocks began to fall from the sky upon the town of Chico, California. Damn. They were made of ice. <laughs> <laughs> Even strange. They were soft, wet rocks. <laughs> in July 1921 and were still falling intermittently in November. Whoa. The yeah. falling rocks attracted no great attention until the following January. When an investigation was undertaken by Marshal J.A. Peck, Fuck. a local man. Peck, you had like five months to get down there when the rocks were falling. <laughs> then two months after they stopped, he's like, yeah, <laughs> should have come earlier. Fuck. Well, give us a little look at these uh, little rocks. That are... You're a local man. You should know about the rocks. Yeah, okay. His conclusions were published in the San Francisco Examiner on March 14th. He had seen and heard the stones fall, but was unable to explain them. Tell you, um, uh, uh, <clears throat> Here we go. Anyone, uh, uh, the any, Titan has checked in. <laughs> anyone, anyone who's anyone who's near the bottom of uh, Keith Richards' stairs when he's having a big night uh, might have also heard uh, the stones fall. Yeah, one of the stones fall. One of the stones, one of the stones <laughs> fall. Anyone who's standing near <laughs> the bottom of the sta- bottom of Keith Richards' stairs. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand what yeah. I've done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like it? Do you want more of that sort of um, sort of thing? You know the Rolling Stones. Yeah, the band. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know how the the genre is rock and roll. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. They're actually Rolling Stones. They they are rock and roll. That's oh. actually pretty good. That's not really a joke, but I like that still. That's it's still just a fact. Play. That's yeah. just a, a fun fact. It's a piece of. It's wit. a wit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's a wit. <laughs> just those. It's books. not mine. It's theirs. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> pretending like you figured out a connection between the Rolling Stones. You know the Beatles. <laughs> You're yeah. looking them up in the yellow pages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you guys know about this? Uh, yeah, Mr. M. Jagger. <laughs> Is this Mick? <laughs> no. Uh, he had seen and heard the Stones fall, but was unable to explain them. He suspected that someone with a machine is to blame. <laughs> <laughs> someone shooting stones into the air. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. The origin of the stones remained a puzzle, according to Professor C.K. Studley. <laughs> Damn. Studley. 
writing in the same edition of the Examiner. Some of the rocks are so large. Crazy that he's a scientist and a porn star. <laughs> I'm CK Studley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he couldn't. <laughs> so so large that they could not be thrown by any ordinary means. One of the rocks weighs sixteen ounces. That, how much is that? I don't know how much a fucking ounce weighs, but you can throw a milk carton. You can throw my phone's on charge. Do you want me to find out? Yeah, how much is an ounce? Uh, I've got my phone in my pocket. Don't worry about it. Actually, okay. you, weigh right, you weigh right there. What's the equivalent of an ounce, though? Like, a, I'm trying to think of it in like how big is this stone? A, a, a big equi- bunch of weed. That's the only amount that <laughs> yeah. I know. All the all the like bad kids fucking- to get an ounce. <laughs> it's four hundred and fifty three grams. Half a kilo. Yeah, that's about nothing. How much a rock weighs? Yeah, so like eight kilos. Worth no, six- sixteen ounces is four hundred fifty-three oh, grams. A kilo. You can throw that. You could fucking yeah. You could. I could. I could throw it. Yeah, they I are not of me- meteoric origins, as seem to have been hinted, because two of them show signs of cementation, either natural or artificial, and no me- meteoric factor was ever connected with the current factory. Sorry, with a cement factory. Uh, (laughs) I looked away when I read that sentence. (laughs) Half a kilo of rocks. Is that what they're saying? No, no, a bunch of rocks kept falling, but one rock was like... He was like, you could throw these because one rock was like half a... Half a kilo. But this is insane because people would have died, eh, if it was rain. How much rain is rain? This is like six rocks fell. It was real windy or something. In March 1922, the San Francisco Chronicle, Mm -hmm. rivals to the Examiner, published a series of accounts of the stones. They had been falling in Chico, the paper said, on and off for the past four months, usually on the roofs of two adjoining warehouses. You're beginning to see what's going on here. Yeah. (laughs) A downpour of oval-shaped stones was described and a heavy shower of warm rocks. One writer, Miriam Allen DeFord, reported... I looked up at the cloudless sky and suddenly saw a rock falling straight down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wiley Coyote. Yeah, he's fucking looking in the end of a gun to figure out why it's not shooting. <laughs> I was perfectly fine until I looked down and realised the cliff was far behind me. <laughs> it was then that my yikes sign came in handy. I didn't know why I left the house with it that day, but all of a sudden it became clear. As if becoming visible when it came near enough. This rock struck the roof with a thud and bounced off on the track beside the warehouse and I could not find it. On March 17th, one person in a crowd was said to have been injured by a falling stone. Right? Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know what is at these warehouses, but there is like something... Are you okay, Adam? Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> There's like a scraping sound Uh-oh. happening on the recording. It's like a rock falling. A rock... Can you hear it? Scraping down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is anyone moving their thumb on the things? I'm not moving my damn thumb. Is it still going? Hold it still. Yeah, that's quiet now. (laughs) Keep talking, Pete. Okay. (laughs) Listeners? I'm not going to edit any of this in. I don't think so. (laughs) It's you solving a mystery now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think that there's definitely some contraption near these warehouses that gives a spray back of rocks. Yeah. And then they're just like, it's falling on the warehouse roofs. It's like, oh, you mean near that uh, cement maker? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, raining yeah. rocks underneath this bucket of rocks I just tipped upside down. Yes. They've got to be coming from whatever's making them. They don't, no investigation. That's crazy that that's in there. Yeah. That's one of the worst stories yet in my opinion. The unquiet sky 
truly oh. is the in the realm of miracles <laughs> of these final four categories. It's funny how much like when the least favorite person leaves a group, you're like, now got to now I still hate that. One. <laughs> <laughs> you got to rank them no matter what. Everyone's constantly ranked. <laughs> that happened to me when I lived in I a share house where it was like. <laughs> There was like five of us in the share house and we hated one of them and then that person moved out and then we hated one of the four and then we ha- then it was three of us and we hated one of the three and then it was me and my <laughs> girlfriend and then I hated her and then I, it was myself and you I hated myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny that you always have to have a hierarchy even if you're at the bottom of it. You're like, yeah. all right, well. <laughs> you got to hate somebody and I hate myself. So this next story... It's from um, the the section uh, Beyond the Walls of Time. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest sections. One of the coolest sections. Yeah, damn. Not the Wait, is point. Beyond the Walls of Time coming to, to the drinks tonight? No? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty busy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be there? Well, it's the Unquiet Sky. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, in the in realm, realm of miracles, miracles. <sighs> I haven't seen that guy for ages. <laughs> All right, well, let me know if one of the listeners submitted stories for us. Because I might show up. <laughs> I'm sort of just friends through, through monsters and more. So <laughs> we all hang out together. That's chill, but yeah. <laughs> uh, in 1972, Regency Press published a novel called Black Abductor. Oh no! Uh oh! <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Keep going. I'm sure it's fine. By Harrison James, the pen name of James Rusk Jr. Rusk. <laughs> That's so much cooler than Harrison James. Yeah, yeah. In the novel, a group of terrorists led by. Oop. Oh no! Whoa. Is this a word that you're not allowed to say? <laughs> no, I can say this, but I just don't like that he's. Uh... Is this why I used a pen name? In the novel, a group of terrorists... My name's White White! (laughs) That's my pen name! White Watterson. In the novel, a group of terrorists led by a black kidnap the daughter of a wealthy... Just chuck the word man after it. I'm assuming it's a man. Yeah. Uh, Kidnap the daughter of... Yeah. Yeah. Black African-American. African-American. 1982. Or just don't even... 1982 seems late for this sort of... Thing. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't seem... It seems like... it was this published in? <laughs> That's nearly 40 years ago now. Yeah. But still, it feels 82. like this... Like, like a copy editor was like, yeah, that's okay. You yeah. can say that. <laughs> Imagine if that was just a typo, though. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, a group of terrorists kidnap a daughter of a wealthy and well-known man with right-wing sympathies. What colour was the man? The second man. Why don't they point that out? Hmm, interesting. We know why. (laughs) Kidnap the daughter of a wealthy and well-known white. (laughs) Now that's equality. (laughs) With uh, right-wing sympathies. The daughter, a college student named Patricia, is kidnapped near her college campus. Mm -hmm. Her Her boyfriend, who is with her at the time, is beaten by the kidnappers and briefly becomes a suspect in the case. Yeah, this description of a book sure is scary. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not careful uh, beyond the halls of time, you might soon become (laughs) the unquiet sky. Do you get a lot of the shit that fucking beyond the walls of time was talking about? (laughs) He was saying things. Describing the plot of that book for ages. You get a couple of drinks in here, but he's (laughs) like, yeah, he turns to a racist. It's weird. <laughs> We're texting monsters and more under the table. Say <laughs> <laughs> <See> a black. <laughs> <laughs> we, you heard that, right? Yeah. You heard that. What he said? Shit, I accidentally sent this to be on the. Rubber. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I know Beyond the Walls of Time is like old. <laughs> Still. Uh, I know. I said it in the Mysteries of the Unexplained group chat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kentucky Fried Chatton, are you hearing this? <laughs> At first, Patricia resists her captors, but soon succumbs to the ideology and dark charm. Oh! <laughs> oh my What's the ideology as well? Like what? Yes, they're ide- what do they believe in and stuff. But yeah. why are they? What? What are they? Okay. Well, they're anti-right wing. Sure. They send Polaroid photographs of her to her father and describe their act as America's first political kidnapping. In- <laughs> okay. In the end, when was this set? This was uh, in 1972. I reckon there must have been at least one political. That's kidnapping. when the book was said, or when this that was when this from? book was released. Right. Hang on, though. This okay. Is, this sorry. The twist, sorry. The I'm twist, getting ahead of everything. The turn. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I love a movie called The Prestige, which is just about Christopher Nolan's whole filmography. <laughs> you just describe him. Of course, begin the insomnia. <laughs> it is disappointing. <laughs> but you actually it? do secretly later find out that there's a second guy who works with Christopher Nolan all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other Nolan. Just uh, saying. Hans. Hans. <laughs> no, Hans. No, there's another guy. <laughs> oh, really? I think it's his brother. Yeah, it is. And John, he writes, Jonathan Nolan. He writes with him. Yeah. Jonathan Nolan. There's like and a so secret that's like twin. The prestige. Yeah. 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 There you go. Right. At first, (laughs) (laughs) but in the end, they predict they will be surrounded by the police, tear gassed, and wiped out. Uh A month after Patricia Hurst, Uh, uh, student daughter of wealthy right wing Randolph Hurst, was kidnapped from her from her apartment near her college campus by members of the Cybernese Liberation Army, a terrorist group whose leader was (coughs) black. Oh, just the word black this time? Or did you know no. that one? I've done that. Popped <laughs> <laughs> out a little A there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, uh, oh. What if you just do it like whose leader was more black? That's <laughs> <laughs> worse. Whose leader was, a, you know. <laughs> it was A, black, and B, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> In 1974, the FBI visited James Rusk Jr., by then Miss Hearst. <laughs> So the FBI just popped around, be like, knock, "Hey knock. mate, read your racist book. Uh, yeah, got a couple of questions. Hey mate, love the right wing stuff. We're the FBI. What's yeah. going on? Do you know what Harrison James? That's not your name, is it? <laughs> By then, Miss Hurst's former boyfriend Stephen Weed. We <laughs> <laughs> got a couple of questions for you too. <laughs> yeah, man, go ahead. <laughs> It's just a name, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm on crack. <laughs> I can't stand this stuff. Yeah. It's too mellow for me, my dude. Oh, man. So, Stephen <laughs> Weed. <laughs> just like a placeholder name in a script. <laughs> in the, in the uh, draft of Pineapple Express. It's like a name out of someone's phone contacts. Last <laughs> 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 names in brackets. Yeah. You're always texting him asking uh, what time, <laughs> how many friends he's hanging out with that night. Uh, Stephen Weed uh, Occupation uh, who, Who's to know Favourite film though Half-Baked yeah. <laughs> Has been the whole time Yes this phone does Just have Wicker installed in it Why do you ask 
Stephen Weed, who had been here. <laughs> By then, Mrs. Hurst's former boyfriend, Stephen Weed, who had been with her when she was kidnapped. Stephen Weed honestly sounds like it, it's just like from the bottom drawer of Seth Rogen's scripts that he's reading. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what else you got? Well, under Pineapple Express, I have Stephen <laughs> Weed. What about a boy who wakes up and finds out that he's a marijuana plant? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> His name used to be Stephen Person. <laughs> But one day he wakes up and he finds out that if he shakes someone's head, they get high. Uh, uh, uh. He becomes a fireman. <laughs> and below that, he has sausage party. Did he write yeah. that one? <laughs> <laughs> mm. So he'd been with her. So he had been with her when she was kidnapped, mm-hmm. um, and he was he did nothing. <laughs> Not too helpful. <laughs> How'd he get away with it? Oh, uh, let me tell you his surname and you figure it out from there. What, did you have to beat up the boyfriend? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kind of, I'm going around. Passive guy. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was actually super chill about yeah. it. <laughs> he was there for a while and he said he was going to go get a record and get the lead out. <laughs> yeah, that means. And uh, he'd been with her when she was kidnapped and badly beaten by the kidnappers. No. Was no longer a suspect in the case. But James Rusk Jr. was... The FBI had read his novel. Whether the terrorists were familiar with the novel too and took it as the scenario for the crime, thus making the book in part of a self-fulfilling prophecy, they will never be known. Uh, the terrorist was surrounded by the police, tear-gassed, and killed. Oh, man. What a bummer. Yeah. Wasn't that Charles Manson who organised that? Is that Patty Hearst? No, that was, no that's a different woman. Nah, he did the Manson stuff. Ah, he was the Manson sense. ones. Yeah, yeah. Patty he Hurst. Was, uh, I thought he was the Patty Hurst one. What's ones. her name? Sharon Tate. Yeah. And a few others as well. I guess I'm thinking of that. But I thought Patty Hurst like joined them willingly. No, she got kidnapped and then she just got a, uh, you know, the uh, Stockholm syndrome. Ah, uh, Stockholm. Bought into it and then Maybe. she went along with the, you know, the the robbery. She did. A yeah, bank she did robbery. a bank robbery. She's just real cool, you know. <clears throat> She's real chill. Bad. Hanging out with Stephen Wee. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> so yeah. Stephen Weed. Stephen Weed. <laughs> Don't call me Steve. <laughs> I'm actually pretty uptight about that. It's like a fucking 14 year old band who's like choosing fake names. <laughs> <laughs> we got Jimmy Smoke and Stephen Weed on bass. <laughs> He's the Weeds. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. This next story is from the chapter uh, Unearthly Fates. Uh-huh. A cool, uh, a cool chapter. A pretty yeah. cool chapter. Pretty cool. Pretty easy going. Not yeah. as good as Stephen Weed. I would bring him round. Uh, similar to The Unquiet Sky, but better than The Unquiet Sky. Luke, are you right? Get some water all over your face. The <laughs> <laughs> Unquiet Sky will often have like, uh, look, there was some lights that are described in too much detail and something fell from the sky. Yeah. Unearthly fates will often be like, this person caught on fire. And then some uh, animals were mutilated. Monsters and more is obsessed with fucking Loch Ness monster and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's only for it. Real snake guy. Anyway, a dead bull with parts of his body lying neatly oh, severed nearby. Fucking hell! Was found early one morning in 1976 by Manuel Gomez as he drove across his ranch near the town of Dulce, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Perplexed, Gomez ran and went into town to get state police officer Gabe Valdez. Returning to the bull a while later, the two of them discovered that the severed pieces were gone and that other pieces had been removed from the carcass as well. Gomez also saw pod-like tracks over his tire 
tracks. Ooh. What the fuck is a pod like track? Pod like. Someone's rolling a big egg. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. picturing. <laughs> Like a little pod. There's just a bunch of fucking broken <laughs> eggshell everywhere. Yeah, yeah, like little pods. Right. You know, like those uh, Mars flavored ones that you can get <laughs> and watch TV with. Right. You know, so, like a television snack. They are, but look, not a TV snack. <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> little circles. <laughs> That's a different kind of biscuits. <laughs> yeah, like little circles over his own tire tracks. Okay. Arriving at the ranch field within 48 hours of the killing, Howard Bajez, a professional photographer, Bajez, and a writer for Popular Mechanics and and prevention magazines, two different magazines, by the way, not oh. popular be- mechanics, mechanics prevention. <laughs> prevention. <laughs> How to start a car and stop it. <laughs> uh, right for popular mechanics. Oh, that's nice. And prevention. What's that one <laughs> about? <laughs> this fourteen ways to pull out. <laughs> uh, he shot a roll of black and white film on the site. To his astonishment, two of the twenty photos taken nine frames apart show two little round spots about midway up in the sky. The relationship of one spot to the other changes from one picture to the other. The other snapshots on the roll show only a blank sky above the field where the wow. mutilated animal was found. True proof on one of the most unassailable pieces of evidence, a 1970s black and white photo. <laughs> Damn, those things are notoriously consistent and perfect. The There's- equipment they used to capture them was high-tech. <laughs> The spots in the sky, Burgess said, were not visible to the naked eye. He did say this, though. It could very well be flaw in the film. Fucking oath. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I've never had that happen before. I haven't, you Burgess. Do you want to see the photograph? Yeah, if it's there. Yep. Fuck off. That's the spots. What Two could... little dirty fucking yeah. bits of like... He's, it, he's grimed up his fucking film. It's like when you got just like a little bit of dirt on your glasses. You don't think those are pods? No, I don't think those are like alien pods aircraft. They're not even circles. They're like little blobs. Yeah, they're not. E- they don't look three-dimensional in any way. No, no alien would be not in the dead slightest. in a fucking blob. They'd be in a, in a, be in a, a circle. Mm. That's looks my like opinion he's about it. a bit aliens. of coffee on his fucking photo. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's. It looks like, yeah, a little mud drop or something. Like little, a drop. Little mud drop. <laughs> little mud drop. <laughs> little mud drop. Looks <laughs> 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 like it spilled a little mud. A little mud drop. <laughs> Um, this uh, next story is from uh, Monsters and More. Woo! Oh, my favourite. Um, sometimes, who knows? <laughs> They're all alright. They're all really good at the end of the day. We're just kind of joking around with them because we love them all, you know. Except for Uncle White Sky. I, really, do, I really don't like Uncle Nah, Sky. well, mi- uh, Miracles and More or whatever the fuck it's in called. In the Realm of Miracles? Yeah, in the Realm of Miracles. can go fuck off. It can go uh, sug itself. So it, it, this sen- it starts the sentence starts with a similar encounter, right? Mm. But that's because it it goes on from episode thirty nine of our show. I remember it uh, intricately. Yeah, I sometimes do. I do remember that this book is like in sequence. It would be crazy to read it like all in order. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you'd just be reading the same stories fucking <laughs> after again and again and again. You know? Yeah. Surely this is the common way of reading it is to pick it up on the toilet once <laughs> a day. Yeah, just flip to a random page and go. If you don't remember this one, it's the one that took place in the town of Hump Tulips. <laughs> I don't remember that. Either. I don't remember that either. <laughs> I'm sure we had a great time with that, though. Episode 39. More like it was, fuck roses or something like I that. I reckon yeah, we yeah. said exactly that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Suck lilies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a cum flower. I can't even do what it. Sort of it's flower? like a sunflower. Oh, oh yeah, that's good. We're 34 episodes on, but still just yeah. as sharp. <laughs> Maybe that's even better. I don't know. I feel like we've all aged. We're all a lot more tired now. 
So that was it was a Sasquatch. Anyway, uh, so a similar account had unnerved Mrs. Louise Baxter of Scamania. Of Scarmania. <laughs> Scarmania. <laughs> she was at my favourite music festival. <laughs> all red hot chili peppers from the late 90s all the time. Mrs. Louise Baxter does sound like a scar band. <laughs> oh, scar. Scar, scar. I was thinking scar, scar tissue. No, 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 no. Scar, S-K-A, oh. mania is the name of this town. Damn, did she get so surprised that it blew her fedora off? <laughs> hey, I don't want you making fun of scar, all this, right? This One of the fun. Of genres. Her face was as white as half of the checks on her pants. <laughs> <laughs> was Scar Town actually just like a slightly cooler remake of Come On Eileen Town? <laughs> she thought she saw a sea monster, but it was just a real big fish. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Woo! Yes! Uh, her, her, um, Look at the size of that ape! Those apes! They might be giants. <laughs> do you know what Scar is? I don't yeah, know. that's fucking Scar. You d- Fuck no. you, that's fucking Scar. I'm going to look up, are okay. they might be giants, Okay, Scar. first of all. They Fedora, might be- trumpets, cover of Come On Eileen, fuck off, that's Scar. If you're going to give me bullshit about pop punk, I'll fucking suck both your dicks First right of here. all, they might be giants and not Scar, and they don't do a cover of Come On Eileen. No, they don't. Some other motherfuckers did. Yeah, the Come On Eileen <laughs> cover, we get that's ba, good. Ba, 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 there's a fucking famous cover. <laughs> it's because you're not 44. Which is the only true age of someone who would understand that joke. We would have accepted less than Jake. (laughs) Mad caddies. They might be. I'm misspelling every word. They might be giants and not a scar band. Scar. Don't type they might be giants. Scar. Yeah. (laughs) They might be giants. Go to their uh, Wikipedia and see what it says under genres. We would have accepted Area 7. Okay, uh, here you go. So, <laughs> first thing that comes up is they might be giants. Boss of me, Malcolm in the middle theme on Reddit slash r slash scar, and the person said, "I don't know if this is scar." <laughs> <laughs> For this subreddit, so you're telling me even on the Reddit, let scar me continue. Thread, the experts in scar cannot classify it. <laughs> it uses a scar Men beat. Spend more time looking at scar, listening to scar than anything else in their life. It uses a scar beat and uh-huh. upstrokes exclusively in the verses. But I, I figured. When I'm listening to scar. <laughs> but I figured if Real Big Fish is okay to be endlessly posted here, Whoa. then this song ought well, to be Well, Real fine Big Fish too. has fucking trumpets in it. And then. If you've got 11 band members and trumpets, then yeah, you're scar. But they might be giants have two band members. Rad Jose, sounds like someone who would know their like scar, said, yeah, totally a straight ahead power pop scar song. Great, great tune. More than has a place on R slash Scar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're the band, the band themselves. If, if the people on Reddit don't know a Scar tune from another, then I don't know who the <laughs> well, fuck that would. That is also just one song. That is also one song. And one of the things about They Might Be Giants they, is they, someone they else posted here. Who knows? Someone, <laughs> they someone, do like to mess around in other genres. Someone though. else posted underneath, hope no women ever listen to this. I hate them. I'm on Reddit. <laughs> so and I that's from Adam G. Knox. <laughs> I would never do <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, your research is sublime. So, uh, uh. so anyway, in Scarmania, Washington. That's an awesome subreddit. Fuck. Though. Okay. Here's the Wikipedia for They Might Be Giants. Yes. Genres. Alterna- There's four. Yeah. Genres. Alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Indie rock. Yes. Experimental rock. <laughs> uh huh. 
children's music. <laughs> <laughs> so Scar. <laughs> no, they <laughs> literally speaking. <laughs> they made children's albums for children. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and Scar is uh, which one of those? <laughs> I don't know. I have fucking red hot chili peppers. Nancy <laughs> <Missy> Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter (laughs) (laughs) My favourite scar artist (laughs) (laughs) If uh, if there was a Harry Potter themed scar band It'd be the Muggle Tones Uh, (laughs) It'd be funny to make a little edit of when he touches his scar He's like (laughs) (laughs) And he's like Ah (laughs) You fools When we kill the king I shall be king. <laughs> Scar from The Lion King. I had to remember that. Jeremy Irons, my favorite Scar artist. Keep going with this. Story. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, a similar encounter unnerved Mrs. Louise Baxter of yeah, right. Scar Mania. <laughs> An undefined town. Oh, yes, my favorite music festival. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Louise Baxter of Scarmania, uh, Washington, <laughs> on August 19th, 1970. Driving in the vicinity of the Beacon Rock trailer park, Mrs. Baxter began to suspect that she had a flat tire, and so she got out of her car to check. I kicked the tire, which was okay, and then bent over. To see if possibly something was stuck under the fender to make the noise. I suddenly felt as if I was being watched. <laughs> like a Bigfoot banging underneath the car. <laughs> Holding on. I suddenly felt as if I was being watched and without straightening up, I looked toward the wooded area beside the road and looked straight into the face. <laughs> Between her legs. <laughs> Still bending down, <laughs> looking, looking backwards. Scuttling around. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked, oh, who's that? <laughs> I looked straight into the face of the biggest creature I have ever seen except the one time... I've ever seen, except the one, the time nearly a year before. Oh, it's the same lady? Oh, she's seen two big feet. No, it's a different lady. What other creature did she see? The creature... I feel like she'll get to it. I hope she gets <laughs> Surely, to it. Yeah. That's such a what a red herring if she does. I look straight into the face of the biggest creature I've ever seen, except the one, the one, the time nearly a year before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like she's making a joke, like. You know, if you see something really big and you're like, oh, that's the second biggest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The creature was coconut brown and shaggy and dirty looking. The mouth was partly open and I saw a row of large square white teeth. Mm. <laughs> I hope she's like looking at a billboard <laughs> for like <laughs> a cartoon. Yeah. It's like a Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. Coconutty, the cartoon coconut. <laughs> The head, uh, it's Captain Caveman. (laughs) The head was big and seemed to set right under the shoulders. The ears were not visible due to the long hair about the head. Uh, It seemed the hair was about two inches long on its head. It had a jutted chin and receding forehead. The nose and upper lip were less hairy and the nose was wide with big nostrils. The eyes were the most outstanding as they were amber color and seemed to glow like an animal's eyes at night when car lights catch them. It seemed contented there and seemed to be eating as the left fist was up toward the mouth as though it had something in it. I like the idea of her stopping to check its tire and it's just sitting there munching like, hmm, 
How's it going? <laughs> I think it's actually a timing belt that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to help kick that for you, lady? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you started it. No, I was just making a oh, gorilla yeah. noise. Uh, I uh, screamed or hollered. Ooh. <laughs> but whether I made... Which was it, lady? <laughs> <laughs> but whether I made any noise, I can't tell I was so terrified. I know it didn't move while I looked. I don't remember how I got back in the car or how I started it. I got a few ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wind windscreen magic. As I pulled out, I could see it still standing there, all 10 or 12 feet of him. That's it. What a weird smoking gun in the middle of that story. Yeah. yeah. She's not from it's the previous stories. Louise no. Baxter. Maybe Louise Baxter is... No, the last one was from a Deputy Verlin Harrington. Oh, well, that's a very different name. Yeah, no, I don't know Verlin. what... She's like talking Merlin, but a virgin. <laughs> Merlin, Merlin definitely never <laughs> fucked anyone. Never. Merlin definitely he was, fucked he was to put King his, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to put his sword in every stone. <laughs> ah, Keith Richards. Is, what? <laughs> uh, our final story is uh, the the listener submitted. Woo! Um, and so if you've got a you've got a story of your own, a spooky story or a story that you enjoy that you like or you or even like a Wikipedia page you want to share with us. Genuinely anything. Uh, send it to us hit it up hit us up in our DMs on either Facebook or Instagram. It's ooh spooky. Is this from Matthew? This is from Matthew. Who we know personally. We, we do know Matthew he runs personally. Tours around Melbourne. If you'd like a lovely guided tour of Melbourne, if you're ever visiting. Regular tours. Look up Blonde Matthew on Instagram. Not spooky tours. Not, no, not just spooky. regular tours. Good point. Maybe there's a market for a spooky tour. Matthew, if you're listening, spook it I up. I suspect sometimes you do. <laughs> Looking back now. <laughs> Unless this message was a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Maybe I won't spoil this part, but. He, he has like a theory about the neighbours. There's a story about neighbours. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Na- like he, the, the show? Like the television show, Neighbours. Spooky. Uh, so he's written this in the style of uh, Mysteries of the Unexplained. Oh, oh. sick. How a black was it? walking. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things you do need to know about Matthew, super racist. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take you on a tour, tell you which parts to avoid. <laughs> Yeah, don't go up Logan Street. No, no. Yeah, yeah. He goes through. He goes through the city of Melbourne, but he always circles around Chinatown. I don't know why. Never goes in. Never goes in. He's not racist. They're good to us. <laughs> <laughs> I respect our listeners. <laughs> I respect them too. In the late nineties, Faye and Jim names change for protection lived with their two young children in the quiet suburb of Hyatt in Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. One day, Jim heard a voice that he believed to be his wife calling his name from the other room. Can I just say how wild it is to make up a name and go with Faye? Yeah. I, that wouldn't be in the top 100 names I would ever Make up a name. Of, uh, Craig. <laughs> it doesn't have to be for a, a woman. Name. Make up a name for okay. a woman. I'm thinking of my girlfriend's name, though. Make up a name. Um, Be- Beth. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Luca? <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've never met a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the only people I've ever met are you and Blonde Matthew. <laughs> uh, one day, Jim heard a voice that he believed to be his wife calling his name from the other room. He followed the call to find the room empty and remembered his wife was out shopping. Later that month, the same voice called out, this time Jim recognising it different from his wife's. Again, no source of the call was found. From then on, the couple believed the house to be haunted, which would explain the strange phenomena that occurred afterwards. 
A chopping board in the kitchen was found to have a frowning face burnt into it. What? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Just like a sad Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Jesus is shown up, but he looks furious. <laughs> he bummed. Multiple items of cutlery were found bent, yet miraculously their plastic handles had not snapped. Despite the omens, Jim and Faye believed the spirit to be a kind ghost after their son informed them that he'd seen a smiling woman outside his bedroom that night. Oh, oh my God. Nah, you see Think that? of a name for that woman. Oh, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's. Oh, there's Craig, the friendly lady ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't. She won't hurt a soul. Because, like, a frowning face on a chopping board, you could put something hot down on a chopping board and burn it. And most things in the kitchen are round. Bottom of a saucepan or something. Things bending. If you've got plastic cutlery, it's going to bend. If it's it's got the metal bit at the end, plastic handle, bit of metal, you'll put it. I'm picturing it bent on the plastic bit. No, but it was the metal at the end that was bent, but it had plastic handles. Which was straight. That's what you said, right? I thought it was like even the, but the plastic didn't break. Yeah, I feel like it was plastic. Plastic's bent. Sure. Well, then that'll bend all the time. Maybe Mm. it's a hot, hot day. Exactly. Leave a pen in your car and real hot. But how do you explain the? Yeah, Craig outside the window. There's not enough boiling pots (laughs) that can be put down on the wrong surface to explain a woman smiling outside your window. Uh, Believing the ghost to be a friendly guardian of the household, on multiple occasions, the couple left the spirit in charge of babysitting the children. She would bark at intruders. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Babysitting the children while they visited the local RSL down the road. Okay. I'm starting to get a picture of it now. Kids, we're going out for the night. (laughs) Listen. The ghost is going to look after Craig you. Craig looking after you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. If anyone asks, there's somebody home. If child protective whatever comes around. Yeah, Just tell them there's a lady. There's one outside your window and I'm Craig. I <laughs> fuck. I stood on another fucking fork. If you muck around, I'll fucking bend this wooden spoon around your ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> somebody bend this around your ass? <laughs> <laughs> the supernatural events seem to die down after about six months. The mystery remains unexplained. Spooky. Yeah. What do you think it is? Seeing people outside of a night window is my least favorite Ugh. image. Ugh. I wouldn't want to do it ever. No, I would that. prefer outside the window than under the covers with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You lift up yeah. the covers, look down, and there's somebody's head looking up at you. <laughs> That's my least favorite appearance. <laughs> I don't feel like Hello, I... Hello, Craig here. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I looked under my covers. Well, don't do it now. No, I'm not gonna. Because there's gonna be somebody... You know when you feel something in the bed, you're like, oh, what's that in the bed? And then you no. look down under the covers and there's a man there <laughs> named Craig. <laughs> I've never had that. <laughs> <laughs> well, spooky. It's a spooky life I've lived. Uh, well, thank you very much for that, uh, Matthew. I do not like the idea of a smiling face outside of a window. What about an angry one? Angry one, I would be more understanding of because I'd be like, okay, it's combat time. We're oh, gonna, okay. we're gonna oh, fight yeah, you. If someone's just watching over you, going, hey. Yeah, if someone's angry, it's like, hey. oh, I have to fight you. Hey, it's but a just- McDonald ghost. <laughs> hey, yeah. how's it going? Good thing I'm not uh, OJ Simpson. All right. Uh, We'll be back next week then with more spooky stories. Send in your spooky stories and you can get read out on the podcast too. What an honor. And everyone, go and do these things. 
<laughs> take a poop. Number one, take a poo. Number two, wipe your bum. Uh, number three, flush that toilet paper. <laughs> uh, wash your hands. And then follow, get around us on social medias. We've got Instagram and Twitter and Facebook for the podcast and all as individuals also. Yes. Um, I've got a comedy festival show starting pretty pretty much now or in one and a bit weeks. Mm. Um so I'd love if you were at that. If you're in Melbourne or if you feel like traveling to Melbourne, that's good. If you, you on the website when you buy tickets, you can enter a promotional code. If you put in the code Spooky, you get two for one tickets. Nice, nice. That's yeah. double. You come and get a magnet, which we had last year. Yeah. Magnets. All right, do all of that stuff and uh, listen again next week as well because we'll be back with another episode at that time. See you later.